Beautiful. Hello. We got our bottle of wine out. We're ready to go. I am Kim. And I'm Sam. And this is Stop Running From This, a Ghost Adventures Review Podcast. And this is uh, the first episode of their second season. I think we're just going to be numbering them straight through. So this would be episode eight. Yeah, we're just going to do it straight through because I don't want to do seasons every, like, six episodes. Yeah. So this is their season two, episode one, but this is just eight. Episode eight. Yeah. It's our episode eight. They're on season two, which means that we're now, at the end of this, we'll be one-tenth of the way through the Ghost Adventures collection. Oh my goodness. Although, I have to double check because I think, like, The Hauntings of Vicksburg is technically a special and not a season, even though it's, like, four or five episodes. So, it might only be an 11th. Someone will do the math, and I can promise you it won't be me. No, it's probably gonna be me. Yeah. Uh, this week, the fellas are at Preston Castle. Yes. In Ione, California. What kind of name is Ione, California? It's like someone wanted to say Iona, and they just dropped an entire syllable. Maybe? But, like, it just, it bothers me. It bothers me so much. Especially since last week, it took us, like, 20 minutes to read the description, because we kept being like, does that say Ione? Or does that say Lone? No, that can't be Ione. Who would name a place Ione? <laughs> We're here, judging your place names. Yes. My favorite is still Tombstone. I like Tombstone. It's straight into the void. No, my favorite is um, Gnome. Gnome's a good one. There's Gnome, there's um, well, there's another place in Alaska that has like, a really weird name. There's Hell. Ow, I love Hell. <laughs> no place like Hell, man. <laughs> Especially when Hell is home. Yeah, so this week we're in Preston Castle, which is in Ione, California. Zach, Nick, and Aaron head to Ione, California for an adventure in a condemned building known as Preston Castle. The castle has a dark history as a former reformatory that housed angry juvenile offenders and abandoned children. It is the site of an unsolved murder, countless instances of corporal punishment, and the seat of many tragic deaths due to ravaging epidemics of tuberculosis and yellow fever. The boys have their hands full in this episode with the aggressive ghosts that are trapped within the confines of Creston Castle. We went from, like, a super minimalist... I know, it's like the shortest (laughs) to something that's like a full-ass paragraph. It almost sounds like our episode descriptions! That Kim writes, so if you have any problem with them, don't tell us, because Kim is an angel who does so much work, and you should only be nice to her. That, and I'll beat you up. Kim is also scary. So, we're ready to dig into this. We got our wine. Yes, we do. And, um... We're having a sweet bitch. Actually, I think this is still the cupcake. It is still the cupcake, but we're having sweet bitch, because that was the bottom of wine I just opened. Fine, we're finishing off the cupcake. And, and then we're then, having some sweet bitch. Because this episode needs wine. I think we've come to the decision that all Ghost Adventures episodes need wine. Wine or beer. I think hard liquor might be too much. Oh, definitely too much. Although, I'm pretty sure Zach is on something in this episode. We'll get to that. I do want to say, like, in the cold open, they start with, like, Welcome to the Gates of Hell or something. And the quote comes they up later. everything the Gates of Hell. And I'm just really happy that we get to start off season two with the Gates of Hell. 
Which is ironic come season 21 where they literally do start with the gates of hell. It's great. It, the, in this case, the gates of hell is a like haunted house attraction somewhere. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. How do you remember that one? They literally just did it oh, this season. It's a they, new one. It's There's a different mo- haunted house attraction? Oh, they do tons of them. Oh, okay, yay. <sighs> Sam looks so not enthused by that. <sighs> All right. So we open up, and the first thing we see is Zach's terrible hair. And he went from the spikes to... I think it was just, like, badly styled in the opening, because they do fix it later. But I, I actually disagree. I think what had happened was... So, let me explain his hair. It is styled, instead of gelled up, it is it is forward, including, like, off the precipice of his forehead, straight out, like Wile E. Coyote okay. off the edge of a canyon. Let's explain it this way. If y'all have ever read uh, Short Packed or Dumbing of Age by David Willis, if you haven't, you should. Both of them are hilarious. They are good. But also, there's a character in both called Mike, and he has that, t- he's blonde and has that type of hair where it, like, kind of comes out like a visor. Like a visor is so good. And explains what I... And goes into what I'm about to explain. I think in the opening, since the sun was directly ahead, it only looked like it was on his forehead no. because it was casting shadows. No. I'm trying to save no. him. No. It's not working. No. What I think had happened... Light doesn't work like that. What I think happened was uh, there was a gel shortage in, in California. <laughs> So there could, is never a gel shortage so he in California. Could gel it forward, but he couldn't gel it all the way up because there wasn't enough gel. So he just has a little visor of hair where the like edges of this visor are even like coming down like a visor does. <laughs> okay, speaking if of, if you ever want us to make fun of your hair, let us know. No, you've seen pictures of us online. We'll post pictures of our hair. You could totally make fun of us too. We're, no, we're don't make cool fun of this. my hair. No, your hair is gorgeous. I've put a lot of time and effort into my hair. Sam and has really pretty, like, curly hair, and... And I spend money on it, and... I don't. It. I'm, <laughs> I'm very sensitive. So, they start off doing an interview with this old man, and they do something different. They do interview mixed with voiceover to do the scene setting. Which, admittedly, is something that they keep doing for the rest of the series, and I actually rather like it. Yeah, it's... it's it feels, um... I want to say, like, less, like, it's blocked off into chunks, even though we still know it's blocked off into chunks. Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, a two-to-three-act structure, and the reason why I say two-to-three-act is sometimes they do the whole analysis scene afterwards, and sometimes they don't, although they do tend to cut that part in later seasons. Which sucks, because that's kind of my favorite. It is, but they also don't do the way Ghost Adventures... Sorry, I'm going to compare it to Ghost Hunters again. So, Ghost Hunters, it was... A- true like three act structures like they did the interviews and then they did the investigation and then they actually showed you the analysis which was like the coolest thing and ghost adventures just skips the last part yeah but the analysis is my favorite part because it also like sums up everything that happened and that's that that ties things off with a bow where ghost adventures tends to end on like god that was creepy wasn't it and you're like wow that's a bit of a letdown ending but, but I also understand it because they're featuring more. It ends up being beneficial because they feature more of the location, um, and it allows them to have more time dedicated to the investigation. Yeah, which is fair, especially since Ghost Adventures is very, like, 
ooh, we're here to investigate. They're locking us in. Well, they're also, like, two totally different channels. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Hunters was sci-fi, back when sci-fi actually did sci-fi. And Ghost <sighs> Adventures was travel, when travel started being, look at all these weird places. Yeah, because that actually gets so many viewers. I know. Actually, it does. I watched every year. Hey, look at these weird places. Because you know what I fucking like? Weird places that I I'm do never going to go. I do, too. And, like, some of them are, like, not necessarily weird places. They're just places that, like, you know. Like, cool. Like, like Bizarre Adventures with Andrew. Or, sorry, Bizarre Food with Andrew Zimmerman. Except he eats shit, but I'm like, uh-uh. But then I'm also a vegetarian who's also a picky eater. So, like, oh, yeah. Andrew most Zimmerman things eats shit are that, my, like, uh-uh. I, I am very much not a picky eater, and there are things I'm just like, nope. Like, durian fruit. Just nope. Yeah, that's fair. Although, when I was in Japan, you could get durian um, milk tea. <laughs> Why? Also, that sounds like a weird combination, durian and also milk. Well, apparently, it tea. Well, like, it's not milk tea, but it's like bubble tea. Oh, okay. Like, apparently, durian fruit tastes awesome. I don't know. I'm not going to try it because it literally smells like a rotting corpse. Anyway, <laughs> so they're interviewing this old man. And let me paint you a picture of this old man. Uh, think of the oldest man you've ever seen. Like, an old white dude with, like, jowls. And, like, think of the way he talks, like, without opening his mouth and, like, muffled by the jowls. And that's this man. Well, he used to work at Preston Castle. Yes. And Preston Castle closed in, like... It's been 59 years since the unsolved murder. So they've been closed for, like, a good 40 years, I'm guessing? It's been a while. No, no, he has every right to be old. Ah, he just... Oh my god, he looks so old. Like, he remembered the unsolved murder happening. Yeah, so he's really old. Um, he just also sounds really old. Oh, oh, sorry, um... Before I just get into the how old he is, the information that they give here is that it was the Preston School of Industry for Troubled Boys. And I think that sounds way cooler than Preston Castle, because School of Industry sounds like... For Troubled Boys. For Troubled Boys. Sounds, like, remarkably, like, Rockefeller-esque. You know what I mean? Like, like Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? It sounds very World of tomorrow I mean, it, it was, like, the 1930s, and everything was, like, phrased that way. I know, it's so great! It sounds like it, they had dreams and aspirations. A.K.A. corruption. You're not wrong, because in this case, it was juvenile delinquents and abandoned children. Just in the same house. That seems like a great idea. And apparently, they did, they kind of Lord of the flies did up. Oh, yeah, no, like, they, they, well, they didn't lure the flies it up so much, because there was adult supervision. I mean, there weren't that many deaths. They killed a teacher. They didn't kill a teacher, they killed a, oh, wait, no, they did kill a teacher, I'm sorry. Um, wait, I take that back, they did kill a teacher. That's not the unsolved murder, apparently. No, that, that one they know solved. exactly who did it. They did everything on premises, which is cool, but they're like, oh, yeah, we also had the boys, like, doing, the, they worked in, like, the font, the fields, and the kitchens, and the slaughterhouse, and everyone's like, whoa, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so this um, woman, I missed her name, unfortunately. Uh, she's talking about the different tasks. So, like, they had class in the morning, and then in the afternoon, they'd learn a trade. Which I'm like, yes, yeah. teach the children they, a they trade. They start off great, I'm and then she mentions a slaughterhouse. Which, I don't know about you, but I don't think that teaching a bunch of juvie kids 
how to slaughter an animal is a good idea? No, just the abandoned children. <laughs> I think slaughterhouse stuff is great for 1930s and 1940s young boys to learn how to do, since apparently they were doing all of that. Who worked in slaughterhouses? My knowledge of the 1930s and 1940s is immigrants and young children with no families. Am I wrong? <laughs> Zach is there like, what? And Kim is there like, what? And I'm like, oh, yes, pip pip cheerio. <laughs> Are you sure you're not thinking of Dickens? <laughs> is this not the same thing? Dickens is like 1840s. I'm pretty sure that the 1940s was basically just Dickens, but with Model T's. No! On so many counts! <laughs> World War II, but also We have Dickens. got past the Model T 20 years earlier. You're missing my point. Dickens, but with cars. No! Cars and a war. Well, yes! Congratulations! You've described World War II. No, I, 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 I. orphans are fair game. You're breaking. <laughs> you broke me. <laughs> you logic so bad. You broke me. <laughs> to be honest, I do have a view of like the '40s as being very like we are trying very hard to keep this nation together with the work of women and also children. Yes, because that's how propaganda works. Yes, that's how propaganda works. Also, child labor laws went into effect way before that, so really it wasn't on the backs of children. No, but that's how I imagine it to be. Because everyone had to do their part. Yes. So, young children are slaughtering pigs, maybe. <laughs> so, I wish you could see Kim's face. Because <laughs> she just rolled her eyes so hard. And <laughs> looked so disappointed in me. Actually, you can. So you know the emoji in our icon that has this, like, just face palming? That's Kim. <laughs> I'm the other one. Say everything <laughs> That's how you know who's who. This will be very confusing if we ever change our icon. <laughs> but yeah, when I first made our um, icon, Sam looks at me, she goes, which one of us is which? And I guess we just figured it out. Eight episodes in, we figured it out. <laughs> I'm the one having a gas. And I'm the one just face palming. Anyway. So I didn't want to tell you at the time, but that's actually how I pictured it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. I like that. Living it, living up to, to expectations. Um, let's see. Old man is old. Uh, hair gel shortage. School of industry for tripled boys. You can't tell me that doesn't sound like Dickens. No. You're right. It would be like prison of industry for troubled boys. Exactly. <laughs> we moved so far. I mean, that sounds more Fitzgerald. It does, actually. But I didn't read much Fitzgerald. We went to the same high school, right? Yes. You were also forced to read The Great Gatsby, right? Ha 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 ha. That was one of the first books I didn't read. And I made it up. And I did wonderfully. Yeah, I did the same thing in Scarlet Letter. I like the Scarlet Letter. I hate it in the Scarlet Letter. And I will hate it to my dying day. Fuck you, Nathaniel Hawthorne, and your egregious use of commas. You have made it impossible to read your literature. Because I have 
to pause every five seconds. It sounds like I am reading something read by um, Zach. No, <laughs> not Zach. Um, what's his face? Who played James Tiberius Kirk? Oh, oh, William Shatner. Yes. It's like reading. Nathaniel Hawthorne feels like I am reading something in the voice of William Shatner. Now, no, I like William Shatner. He's actually not a very good actor. (laughs) Okay, I thought that was going in a different direction, but you're right, you're right. Um, These other things. I like Hawthorne. But he's adorable. I don't know, have you ever seen Better Off, not Better Off Dead? Better Uh, Off Ted? No, 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 um... Pushing Daisies. No, 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 it's a reality show. Then no. I only watch ghost reality shows. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm blanking on the... Better Late Than Never. No, I've never even heard of it. It is a show that's also on Travel... I think it's on Travel Channel. It's William Shatner, George Foreman, Henry... Harry Winkler. Who? Uh, the Fonz. Oh. He has a name? Yes. Oh. Sorry. And somebody who used to be in the NFL whose name I can never remember, and I feel bad because he's hilarious and I can never actually remember his name. Traveling the world. Okay. The first season is Asia. Oh, no. And William Shatner gets so annoyed because they're like, we're going to do something. He's like, we're going to do something cultured. And he's like, y'all are ruining it. And then the second season is Europe. But yeah, it's hilarious. He's not great Also, George Foreman in a pod hotel. Does he fit in a pod hotel? Surprisingly. I almost wish they had pod hotels in New York. No, you don't. <laughs> almost. When I was in Japan, someone's like, oh, you can see in a pod hotel? I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm cheap. I ain't that cheap. Better late than never. Highly recommend it. Pass the bitch. <laughs> the sweet bitch is sweet. Who knew? It's a Merlot. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, I think pig slaughtering is a good trade, because that's useful, and that's always going to be something that's needed, as long as we eat pigs. Is it a useful trade? Yes. Is it a good thing to teach children who have problems, some of whom have committed violent acts? I think you pick and choose. Or are, you know, prone toward violence? You pick and choose which kids you teach the pig slaughtering. I pick none! You pick the non-violent kids, which apparently there are abandoned children in here. All of the children at Preston School of Industry, sorry, Preston School of Industry, <clears throat> um, are wards of the state. Oh my god, you know so. what it sounds like? Yes. Something that Tony Stark's dad would totally fund. Mm-hmm. See. Then they, so they go through all of that, and then there was a teacher that got murdered. Uh, he asked two kids, this never gets brought up again, but apparently a teacher got murdered because he asked two kids... To help him, like, hitch a truck. It was the agricultural teacher, too. So they were probably just mad that he was teaching them how to slaughter pigs, in my opinion. I, would the agricultural teacher be the one to teach you how to slaughter the pigs? Is it not part of agriculture? I mean, yes, but... In my mind, he was the one teaching them how to slaughter pigs, and the process disgusted them, and they became vegetarians, and they killed him to save the pigs. Now I am the face <laughs> Anyway, he bent over to, like, uh, do the hitching, and they beat him to death with an iron rod. Zach does be like, oh, there were riots? They were just, like, grown men in other f- in any other facility. And I'm like, okay, but these are still, like, 
Teenagers. Do you not remember being a teenager, though? We went to a very nice school, actually. We also had sit-ins. Well, we didn't, because we were seniors and all that shit was going down, and we're like, y'all have fun, we support you, but we're out of here next year, so we don't care. (laughs) Yeah, we're like, um, we just need to graduate so we can leave forever? Yeah, there were sit-ins. That's what happens when you teach high school-aged girls about social justice. We know we weren't there. That was after we left. That was after we left. I heard about that from Erin. That's what happens when you teach high school girl, girls to be socially justice-minded in your Catholic uh, prep school. They will use the social justice against you when there are outrages. And they use it effectively. <laughs> yes, because no one organizes like high school girls, honestly. I feel like that should be an anime. Actually, Rooster take that back. Call that us. is every anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually went to a really nice high school, so like... I would say, like, younger children are definitely the devil, because that's when I got most of my teasing. I think that also had to do with, like, our high school. Like, you couldn't really tease in our high school because we were so small. Yeah. But we were also, like, really well interconnected as far as friends groups go. Yeah, no. That has to do with the size of this class. Like, it's really hard to have cliques when there's only 50 of you. I'm sure if we wanted to, we could have done it. If we wanted to, but... We didn't want to. Yeah, like, when you know everybody and their histories and you have to pray together every day, <sighs> not an exaggeration. It, it was a time. Also, that all, after all the retreats, you kind of... Yeah, you've, you've trauma-bonded. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I hate retreats, you guys. Meanwhile, we're, like, we're trying to convince our um, department head to let us have a retreat. Except, you know, <sighs> grad school retreats are fun because we all get drunk and talk about science. You see, that sounds way better than being sober and having to talk about your feelings. See, we keep joking that we should just, like, organize a picnic on a day, send out flyers to everybody, and just tell the department chair to show up. And so we flat, so we essentially flash mob a, a, a retreat. retreat. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I support that. In it's fact, like, we're not really having a, so it's not an official retreat, but it's a retreat. If you do it at a New York City park, do me a favor and put in a permit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, well, we usually, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, it's like, that's the plan is just to like at least sneak attack. In I keep doing this every year until it becomes so normalized that we we just keep doing it because no, everyone now got you, used to it. Now you have a tradition of doing a flash mob picnic retreat. Um, I know some great places, but 30 days in advance, a permit. Anyway, so yeah, so that so they go on a tour given by Gloria of, what was it? Ghost uh, Trackers, because I actually wrote it down. It was a nice, beautiful typo. Ghost Trackers, okay. I want to say they obviously didn't listen to the last episode, because while these aren't as tight as the last episode, they're still pretty low angles for interviews. They're not as bad, by any means. So maybe they did listen back in time. I'm actually going to give them a little bit of a defense. Because okay. where you're seeing those low angles, there were stairs. And there wasn't a lot of room to really film. I totally get that. But. So I'm going to give them a little bit. I'm going to defend them a little bit on this one. Because I think it had mostly to do with, like, just where the area and where they were. It's still an unflattering angle. But anyway, so there's Gloria. Who is a peach. So they're going through. And... She's showing, she's like, by the way, I just want to open this door. I'm going to close it. 
And she shows the building is literally falling apart. Like, there There's are holes, holes in, the, in floor. the floor. And she's like, I just want to let you guys know to be careful. And Zach giddily says, as, oh, we're really lucky to be here, guys. And, like, he's not being sarcastic. No, he's, he's so genuine. I was taken aback. Yeah, he's like, and his reasoning, he later, I think he realized how it sounded, because he then explains, like, you know, because we might, this might not be here for much longer. Yeah, oh, but. <laughs> Sorry, yawn. Uh, yeah, I think um, that he turned his head and saw Aaron and Nick making the what the fuck face, and was like, because it may not be here much longer, and they're like, yeah. That's why you're not excited to fall through the floor. And then he's going down the stairs. He's like, gotta be careful, even with these banisters. And it happens off, like, out of the frame. But you hear it. But I think he broke the banister. <laughs> you hear the banister break off and fall. <laughs> I think I think he broke the banister. I mean, to be fair, the place is literally falling apart. And he goes, it's well, clo- that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's close to the public. It You can only enter by special permission. Like, it, it's... Condemned. And they're walking around in the dark. It's gonna be great. But yeah, so then he's talking to Gloria, and she talks about how these were all, like, juvenile delinquents, and he goes, oh, so there must have been a lot of, like, old gang activity. And the way he said that... Oh, you missed a spot. I'm sorry. Sorry, the way he said that, like... Was that the only one who thought he was thinking West Side Story when he asked that question? I was actually thinking he was thinking, like, Bloods and Crips. No, because the way he said old gangs. Yeah. He was so excited for these kids to not only be violent criminals who are more like men, but also to be gangsters. Like, oh my gosh. Kim is is snapping rhythmically. I think think the dancing's gonna start. By the way, I didn't tell you how much I hate West Side Story. I've actually never seen West Side Story. I really want to see it. It was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, I didn't see it. But you missed you missed the best part of this walkthrough when they walk into the infirmary and there's just dried roses on the floor. Oh yeah, I did because I bring it up again later. Ah, but just know, it's like full daylight and they're like, there's dried roses on the floor. Well, who put those there? Gloria's like, no one's been here since November. And I don't know what month it is because uh, it's California and I don't know how often people wear shirts with Short sleeves in California? I mean, it depends on where they are. I don't know where I own. I have no idea. Hold on. But it sounded like that had been a while. But I cannot tell if by, like, the status of the roses. Anyway, I bring them up because um, dried roses on the infirmary floor is the aesthetic that I want forever. They say, like, oh my god, no one's been here since November. It's like, no, no one's been allowed to be here since November. That doesn't mean that people haven't snuck in. Yes. Um, and then left roses on the infirmary floor, apparently. Because if that doesn't sound like a My Chemical Romance concept album, I don't know what does. Oh. Is that not the Black Parade? So, it's right outside Sacramento, which is north of San Francisco. So, it's a little chilly. So, it tends to have weather similar to what we experience. Um, but a little warmer. Okay. So it so probably it wasn't winter. Yeah. It just, oh, such a good aesthetic, you guys. I'm going to be playing a game with some friends this week, and 
I'm going to bring up this aesthetic to them and they're going to be like, yes, that's a good aesthetic. And that's what friends are for. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing taxes this weekend. Oh, yay. I'm not working this weekend, blessed be. No, I'm, no, no, no. When I say I'm doing taxes, I mean, I am giving somebody else my information to no, do no, my no. taxes. No, 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 I'm just, last weekend I was working. Last weekend you were there working. <sighs> So yeah, so they walk around. I'm pretty sure Zach was thinking of West Side Story when he asked about old gangs. Because it was just the way he said it. He was so excited about gangs, you guys. So yeah, and then... Oh, Gloria's hearing things. Yes, Gloria's hearing things. Nothing's caught on camera, but you can tell this is a woman who is fucking hearing shit. And Zach just goes, oh, Gloria, are you hearing things again? And she just smiles like, oh, you caught me. She doesn't say that. That's what her smile says. We'll get more into Gloria later. I love her. Because. but So they go back to the man who's, the old man who's really old. His name is Frank, by the way, but he's really just elderly. Oh my god, Frank the caretaker. <laughs> we had the Riddle House two weeks ago, <laughs> and now we have Frank the caretaker. Oh. Sorry, three weeks ago. Anyway. Yes, because that was episode four. Five. Episode five. Yeah. Anyway, it's by the way, it's Harry, po- it's Harry Potter House Appreciation Week when we're well, when we're recording this. But it's not J.K. Rowling Appreciation Week because that comes never. Anyway, I mean yes, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm in the wine. I'm getting spicy. They talk to the old man who is old, which sounds like a description that. Like Lemony Snicket would give in a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> he looks like someone who'd be in a series of unfortunate events. And his characteristic is just really old. <laughs> um, sorry, I finally watched the end of uh, the Netflix series. Oh. I, I know how the series ended because I read the books. But... He's <laughs> <laughs> just so old, you guys. <laughs> anyway, so the old man who is old tells them about cemetery where all the boys who died at the um, school were buried. Yeah, the like, ones whose bodies weren't claimed. So basically... Uh, so this was when he was telling them the story about the two kids who were killed trying to escape, yeah, right? Yeah, these poor kids. They're trying to escape, and one of them is shot to death, and the other one uh, doesn't die, dies mysteriously eight months later. Although, so the first kid who died after being shot... Oh my god, she has the worst name. He has the worst name. It is Samuel Goines. Which, that poor kid. Sammy Goines. <laughs> Sammy Groins? No wonder he turned to violence. I too. Anyway, but no, this poor kid, he's trying to escape, gets shot, and um, they're like, oh, the old man who is old just goes, I don't think you're going to find it. They, they found it pretty easily. I don't it's know. Yeah. I, you know what, I don't think it's marked, um, or at least it's not marked anymore, and that I do believe, um, because that would have been something that, like, at the time seemed really obvious, and they didn't, they wouldn't necessarily mark it down on a map, because they owned all that property. So they find it, the fence is kind of falling apart, but, you know, it's not, like, totally decrepit. Honestly, it is, like, the cutest part of this entire grounds. Which is saying something! Because, okay, let me, let me paint you a word because picture. Because it's a white picket. To, to, in, 
in Sam's defense, it's a white picket fence around what looks, if you're not looking carefully, it looks like a little garden. Yeah, it's a white picket fence that's falling down in places and the paint's kind of flaking, but not in like a, uh, that's where old lady witch face lives sort of way. I couldn't come up with a witchy name. Um, Bethany? I don't know. That's too, like, I don't want to say jaundice. <laughs> that's not a name. <laughs> old lady jaundice is not, okay, listen, just, uh, Kim, edit in a good name. Gertrude. <laughs> um, like, it's, it just, it's disrepair without being, like, wicked looking and then the grass is really green and there's these little white headstones that look like they're made of not wood but they're very thin these little white gravestones all at like strange angles and the sun is shining and like the birds aren't singing which would be bad for the audio but like you know it just seems like a really peaceful serene place where like everything is bright and cheery unlike the rest of the fucking grounds also it's kind of awkward watching them and like they look like normal size headphones, and then Zach finds Samuel Goins and kneels down next to it, and you realize they're so tiny. They are tiny, tiny. They don't even have the death dates on them. They no, just they have do. The, okay, they mostly just have the birth dates. Yes. I, I, see. I think it was just because it was lower, it wasn't in the camera. Okay. It was there, though. It was... It was actually kind of sweet, you know, for Potter's Field, for children who could whose bodies weren't claimed after they died at like a reformatory um but yeah and then zach's there like are you the evil spirit samuel goins i mean i think if he was trying to run away he wouldn't be the evil one okay here's the other thing they were like samuel goins he tried to run away and then there were other things that he was suspected of doing and they never mentioned them they I don't know if that part got cut. I think it probably got cut. But I actually feel bad for poor Sammy Goins. Such a bad name. It is such a bad name, but I do feel bad for him. Because he's like, seriously? Y'all kill me and now you're blaming me for all this shit? Yeah, like... Like, Zach is convinced that this is the, the evil spirit. That's another thing that they must have cut. Like, a discussion of, like, an angry, evil spirit that roams the halls. Because, like, they just talk about it like, of course there's an angry, evil spirit that roams the halls. But, like, they don't ever talk about it. Yeah. I think there are definitely things that were cut for time. But that's okay. Oh. Because after they find the headstones, they go back and they talk about, more about a housekeeper that was beat to death which also like why would you beat a housekeeper to death oh what did she ever do to you before we get to that there's something i missed i I have a description i have a description of frank in my notes um you mean the old man who isn't old yes frank is the old man who is old sorry frank is the name of the mumbly old man who looks so old and sounds so old he seems like he's going to give us some warnings and ill omens and then he tells us about an unsolved murder (laughs) (laughs) the old man who is old is hiding a dark past and it's an unsolved murder of this poor woman who gets like fucking beat to death but here's the best thing so they cut to an interview with this younger man named josh right who josh is like for the local paper yes 
there's an unsolved murder. And Zach's like, how? And it was very gruesome, right? And like, he just sounds so stoked that it was a gruesome unsolved murder. And I'm like, you, you vulture. (laughs) It was an unsolved murder that took place 60 years ago at the time this was recorded. You vulture. Or filmed. Not the time this episode was recorded that we're speaking now, because that would be really awkward. I didn't do that kind of math. (laughs) Anyway, it was 59 years from the time that that episode was filmed, which was back in, like, what, 2008, 2009? It was eminently bad hair. I have no idea. So, like I said, 2008, 2009? (laughs) It was a bad time in my life. I blocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, he's just very excited about how murder, how gruesome the murder is, and it's not a great murder. Someone dragged the housekeeper from the kitchen into the basement and, like, fucking did awful, not rapey things, just awful murdery things to her. Um, and they go into mild detail about it. So then we cut back to Gloria, who's telling us about Anna. Her name's Anna, the woman who got murdered. Um, Anna Corbin. Yeah, cool. I didn't write down. I didn't write down her last name. Uh, and she says that Anna channels through people. I missed her saying that. And that becomes important later. That's why I'm like, oh. Yes. Gloria tells us right there after like the first commercial break that Anna, uh, channels through people. And my note after that is I like Gloria. Oh, but wait, you missed the best part. Oh, I do. So, Gloria's telling what happens in Anna Corbin. She's like, yeah. And sometimes we hear, like, a scratching sound. People describe it as, like, you know, bodies being, like, broken up with a chainsaw. (laughs) It was the most nervous laughter in the world. And Zach's like, that did not look nervous to me. (laughs) It looked, to me, it looked like It was probably a nervous response, but the way she laughs sounds so joyful that Zach is like, She's laughing? I'm not laughing. She's laughing and she's like, well, what are you going to do? Just like, chase off. <laughs> and Zach just, She just rolls with it and that's why I love her. And Zach just behind, I think she sees it too. Zach just like does the actual crazy side. On national television behind this woman. I would be so annoyed. I would have written him a stern letter. Which, keep in mind, this is the same person who got giddy about walking into a place that was falling apart. Uh, if you heard a noise, it was people coming out of the elevator in the apartment building. Yeah, it's med students partying. Woo-woo. Um, Gloria leads them into a different room, and Zach has to take a breather because it's so dark and he feels like somebody hit him. Um, and my note here is, is he showing off for Gloria? But yeah, it's like, there's a lot, like, they talk about that there's a little girl that they hear crying, which I got kind of concerned because... There weren't any little girls on that premises. Yeah. Um, the and little girl crying. Anna Corbin was in her 50s. Yes, and I'm sure they had other women who worked there, but they were probably all older because the last thing you want is to put, like, a young woman in a room full of, like, adolescent and young adult males, right? That seems like a bad idea, even to, like, Charles Dickens, I, And we're past Charles Dickens, Kim. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm aware of what year it is. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that... they hear a little girl crying off camera, and we don't hear it. 
But I think Kim and I were on the same page. We're like, there shouldn't be any little girls here. And then I went immediately to demons. That's where I went! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is why we're besties. We both think demon. <laughs> and we don't want them. So, nay nay yeah. demon. But then go they go downstairs else. to like the kitchen and they... Zach goes, something smells. I'm like, well, it's an oh, old, decrepit well, building. First he goes and is like, where was the body of this woman found after she was gruesomely murdered? Back here? I'm going to come stand and look at it with my camera. And then there is the ugliest cut in the history of this show, maybe not, in the history of this show thus far, um, where they cut from, like, not even the end of a conversation, but a little bit of dead space to, like, Right before Zach starts talking about how he smells something. And Nick's like, I smell something too. And one of them, I couldn't tell which by the voice at this point, was like, it smells like sulfur. Oh, that was Zach. Okay. I thought it was Zach. And then when they played it again, I thought maybe it was Nick. No, it was Zach. Um, and then they start having issues. Now that was creepy. Because that wasn't a cut. It was a cut. The ugly cut was a cut because they had like a little sound effect. It was a jump cut. It was not good. No. It was when, a cut first. When uh, Aaron's No, 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 before that. Before Zach's had the smell. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. it was an ugly yeah, cut. Yeah, no, 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 that, that's, sorry. It, it was like. But then they have AV mm. issues, or like, you hear. Oh my gosh, so you hear something go into the, ca- like, you hear a, like, somebody blows on a mic or hits a mic, and yeah. then you hear a high whine, like someone's talking about you, and your ear is, like, whistling. Or feedback, if you've ever dealt with tech. It wasn't as bad as feedback normally is. If I when I've been setting up for live shows, that's what it sounds like. I I say it isn't as bad as feedback normally is because feedback makes me nauseous. But it's all, well, keep in mind that's also yeah. Lower. It wasn't as loud. It was you know like the it was that noise you know a high pitched noise that's uncomfortable. And then, um, as he's trying to figure out what that is, the other camera dies. Yeah. Oh, and Gloria's mic died. Oh, is that what happened? No, it wasn't the cameras. Yeah, it was Gloria's oh, okay. mic. Because they have two cameras. And I you thought see one of the Aaron... cameras died. No, because okay. Aaron was heard something go through his camera, so he's checking to make sure it was okay. That's why you get the lovely shot of... Oh, just um... his eyebrows. Yes. He has good eyebrows. Good job, Aaron. Sweet baby boy. <laughs> Sweet baby boy who was like... They don't leave twice or no. He's this not, time. He's not forty yet, but he's close to it. He'd have to be closer to sixty to be twice our age. Yeah, and that's why I'm like he's not twice our age, but like he's older and he has a cute girlfriend, and they go to Disneyland. No one takes me to Disneyland. No one takes me to Disneyland either. I took myself to Disney World. Hey, Alex's. I mean, actually, not my Alex. I understand. Actually, sorry, I take that back. My parents took me to Disneyland because they love me. I've never been to Disneyland. We should do that. We'll go to California. Fund our Patreon. <laughs> we'll go to Disneyland. <laughs> we'll record a podcast from Disneyland. <laughs> um, so they have the battery issues and the audio issues. And then they start talking to another witness, Annie Along. Who saw a mist appear when she used a black light, but it wasn't there when she didn't use the black light. And Zach goes, uh, Aaron, grab the black light. We have to go check this out. I forget if he called Aaron or Nick. And then that cuts. And we don't know what happens. 
Yeah, they mentioned the black light, and then nothing happens after that. And I'm like, first of all, why are you bringing the black light They out? They didn't actually even show the black light being used. Because they probably didn't get anything on it. They probably didn't. But, like, oh, gosh, that was bad. Also, then the girl... Oh, yeah, so... Then it's Josh. Then they go back to Josh, because Josh got scratches. Oh my gosh, I love this. So Josh is like, yeah, I've been scratched. And Zach was like, I want to get scratched. Where do I go? And I was like, really? (laughs) The way I phrased it in my notes is, Josh gets scratched. Zach feels left out. (laughs) (laughs) He says, a direct quote, I want to get scratched. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then we cut back to Anne who brought flowers to give to for Zach to give to Anna the gruesomely murdered woman. Yes. And he does. And they're these really cute like potted pink flowers. Yeah. And I like Anne. It takes very little for me to like you on this show. (laughs) Like are you a human being that's like not an asshole? I love you. (laughs) Um. And then it's a lockdown. Oh but she got Scratches after the walkthrough, too. Gloria just like got Josh. scratches. Yeah, Gloria. clarify. Yeah. Not Anne. It was Gloria. Gloria, the other one I like. But what's great is that they get ready to get locked down, so, and Gloria's locking them down, and Zach goes, Aaron, are you ready? As Aaron's running up to him, and Aaron's just like, Ugh. He doesn't say no, dude. He's just like, Ugh. Aaron is carrying all of their shit. Like the precious baby boy he is. He's the geo of this show. <laughs> did we just did you just compare Aaron to a precious baby boy? To a dog. The most beloved person. On no, that oh, by the way, you know that there are geo uh, leggings now, right? <laughs> no, but I want them. <laughs> I mean that in like belovedness, not in like Um, so for those of you who are like, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, Geo is the dog of one of the hosts on the That's Why We Drink. He's a handsome baby boy. He's so cute. He's so handsome. Um, so yes, we just compared not, no, I'm not Aaron saying to he's an adorable puppy. I'm not saying he's a dog. I'm just in the belovedness. Aaron is the most beloved person on this show. Just like Geo is the most beloved person on, on And That's Why We Drink. Don't try to twist this. Coming from a family of lawyers. You literally compared Aaron to a dog. In belovedness. Not in doggedness. Zach, when they walk in, Zach is immediately like, let me start provoking these children. And he asks that they scratch them. Yeah, he's like, he pulls out, like, I don't know what the fuck that was. (laughs) Cause, and he's just like, I'm in charge now. And I'm like, if I were these kids, I'd be pissing my pants laughing. Like, what the fuck is this fucker? I wrote down that it's a strap, but then I put eggplant emoji next to it. Because when I think of the word strap, I, as a queer person, think of a strap-on. Not necessarily, like, a strap of some sort that you might beat someone with. And, but then the random female voices start. Right. Um, I say voices because it's a, disem- it's a single disembodied voice that just keeps reappearing. Yeah, so, um, they get in, he's talking about the gates of hell, a noise happens off camera, they finally go in, 
Um, oh, I put a note here that the creepy music is creepy, but the voiceover kind of kills the vibe. Because, like, there's a moment where it's just, like, very light, creepy music, and it's just the sounds of them moving through the doorway. Um, which doesn't sound creepy, but it's dark, and, like, it's it's mostly just, like, a light shuffle and, like, a door opening, and it's really intense, and it goes on for, like, longer than normally they let a silent moment go on on this show. And it's really good, and then the voiceover kicks in. But yeah, so there's that. Um, oh, um, they hear voice noise in the hall. And they realize that's coming from Anna's room. From, no, sorry, from the infirmary. Yes. Um, Not Anna's room, it's coming from the infirmary. And then they go in and they do some EVP sessions. And they ask, you know, did you die from a disease here? And the voice gives the most teenage response. I don't know. You see, I had a lot of difficulty with most of these, because, like, the... All I heard was, I don't, but, like, they're, it's like, I don't know. I think they're trying to make it sound, like, they, I think what they're going for, and this is what the voice really does sound like, is that it's like, I don't know how I died, but in my head, even, in my head, I translated this as, Eddie K. Well, like, I heard the the noise that they heard earlier that they said sounded like a woman. And to me, it just sounded like a woo-woo. Um, but better than that. Yeah, I ha- they, well, they didn't try to say what it was saying. No, no, no. They're like, it sounded like a woman screaming or something. It could have been a youth shouting. A youth? A youth. How old are you? <laughs> 92. I am the old, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist! Let me tell you some ill omens and warnings. Don't go in that room. Don't eat bad sauerkraut. (laughs) Um, I mean, you should never eat bad sauerkraut. But when they get this voice and the one that comes after, I mostly just heard, like, water noises. I couldn't make out, like, voices. I mean, yeah. But, so they go into the infirmary, and they lie in the beds. Oh my gosh. And this is where Zach is like, don't worry, Aaron, there's no fucking spiders. Apparently no, Aaron doesn't like spiders. No, because Aaron lies down, and like, he hears No, movement. even before that. No, 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 it's after he lies down. No, no, it's before he starts lying down. Because apparently Aaron was being like, really princessy about it, or whatever. Um, which, I say, let oh, Aaron yeah, yeah, be worried yeah. about spiders. And then, and he hears Aaron moving. He goes, Aaron, stop. He goes, no, but look, a name. The kids <laughs> wrote names on the beds. And I'm like, I am Aaron. <laughs> um, and they get a voice there, too, which they say says, get out of here. Um, and I, like, I could tell that that one's a whisper, but I can't make it out. Could yeah, I hadn't, I didn't even okay. hear it. I remember them saying that, but I didn't really hear it well. They really, like, like, get what they were saying. Oh, and then the next voice that they say they hear it says, uh, come on, you can do it. Which, uh, can do what? No, the only... I couldn't hear that one either. The only one that I remember them getting, and I think it was in the infirmary. Oh, it's I later, though. was talk. Yes, that's the next one that they hear, and I couldn't hear that one either. That one I heard. Okay. Um... 
And this is where Zach starts talking about, like, the evil people, like, the dude who likes to scratch people. And then he says, we are now opening ourselves up to you. You can use our energy. Um, you can either harm us or show yourself. And I'm like, first off, Zach, who told you you can speak for these gentlemen? Who says they want to get scratched? Maybe Nick does. I feel like Aaron doesn't really want that thing. Um, and as they, after he says that, they get a mist walking down the hallway. And I swear it looks like legs walking. Yeah, it does. It looks like someone walking down the hallway. It was, it was, uh, nicely weird. And then their EMF pump, which they hadn't necessarily mentioned putting up. Nick had mentioned, like, you can use this white noise to speak. Um, but they didn't really go through the equipment in that room. But that EMF pump dies as the, as the mist walks past it, away from them. And then they hear a female scream from down the hallway, which doesn't sound like a person to me at all. But, like, what do I know? Apparently, I can't hear these things, regardless. That's more people in the hallway. Yeah, I mean, a lot of EVPs, I didn't really hear much. But, so I ignored, like, 90% of it. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, like, I have um, a running tally of things that happen, and then IDK. I can't make jokes here. But I'm yeah, glad I know. Uh, but in my notes, I have Zach, as always, is very demanding. But he did get a mist running away from them, which, I'm with this mist. Like, if I had this guy being like, come on, show yourself. Show me you're here. Or whatever. I would have been like, fuck you. And walked I away too. I would have taken a, jo- a ghost piss upon him. I really would have. Parental uh, guidance suggested for language. <laughs> I think we were supposed to put that at the beginning. Oops. No, we start off with a bottle pop. Um. And then... But then they hear a woman shriek, and it's kind of clear clear that something's shrieking, and I'm just like, no bueno. I couldn't necessarily tell that it was a person. I didn't say it was a person. I said it was something shrieking. Yes, I I was un I was discomfited by it, and they start walking down that direction because the alarm that they had set off, the EMF alarm, goes off too. So they all go running for it, and like um. As they're walking, there's some confusion because Nick is like, oh, there's someone here. And Aaron is like, there's a lady voice this way. And Nick is like, there's someone with us. And that Zach's like, we're being led downstairs. Um, oh, this one's good. And then Nick gets a cold spot and apparently an orb, but whatever. We know how, You know how we feel about orbs. It's, it's episode eight. Yeah, also he's like, there's an orb. And Sam and I look at each other it's like, that. that's clearly against the wall. Like, you could see it move with the way that the, um, that the corners of the wall. Yeah, it's, like, I don't, I don't care about orbs, and that one wasn't even, like, a very good orb. That was a we're looking for something. Um, and then as Nick gets this cold spot, he's like, are you touching me, Anna? Because I feel you. And. Which just sounds like Zach needs some love. That was Nick. That was Nick. Nick needs some love too. 
They both need some love. They need they need some time with their families, if you know what I mean. No, I don't, because I don't... Actually, I don't know about Nick, but Zach's single. By the time he's doing Paranormal Lockdown, he does have a, a significant other. Yeah, but I think there was some, like, drama with that, because he was married, and then he got divorced and was dating this chick, and then all of a sudden, this chick's coming with everything on Paranormal Lockdown... During Paranormal Lockdown, he had a significant other. I think it was his wife. So, he may yeah, be married at this point. There, there's drama yeah. llama there. But that's a different show, and maybe for future episodes. <laughs> um, and, and that one has a finite end. Yes. And, um... As, as Nick is like... As Nick and Zach are freaking out about cold spots, Aaron's like... Man, I feel like a burning on my calf. And they're like, what? He's like, I feel a burning. Do you want to check? And then they look, and he has two long scratches, or possibly burns. And as they get the regular camera on his leg, you can see a third one start. Uh, here's my notes. Me. Ave Maria, Grazia Plena, Dominus Decum. Zach, that's demonic. Me, yes, we're on the same page. That's why I'm praying. You should be too. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like... On camera. But yeah, so during all of this, it's just, there's so much going on. It's he's pandemonium. Like, yeah, he's like, was this Mr. Spirit? I'm like, you kind of already claimed it was, but sure, let's continue with the... Um, you know, like, seed of doubt. And just all I, and this is pandemonium, Aaron just looks confused. Like, he's running left, then he's running right, and then the camera's on him, and he doesn't look scared, he just looks confused. Yeah, and then after the scratches... And then... Go for uh, it. So, sorry, before the scratches... Oh. I'm not even at the scratches oh, yet. Oh, oh, So, like, because there's pandemonium, uh, Zach, uh, Aaron's confused... Zach is holding the camera and letting Nick take the lead, which I'm like, what now? Amazing. Like, what is this? Zach's learning how to share? Good boy! I'm not going to make any of the salty comments I was thinking about. (laughs) And then, so there's all this pandemonium, and then when Nick feels this cold spot, I had this distinct feeling... It's just, I don't know if you got this, but it just, they sounded and acted like frat boys smoking, getting high on oregano. (laughs) I left that out of my notes because I could not figure out a good way to describe (laughs) the fucking shit I was seeing with my eyes. But you know exactly what I mean. Not marijuana, oregano that someone sold them to fake, to trick them and like oh my god bro i, I can feel, feel it. it i can feel Do you it feel it bro i feel it this is some trippy shit oh my god like that's and it's what nick, it it's like. nick and zach and they're like feeding off of each other and they're getting so california with every line more and more california it's like bro like, oh my god bro i feel it do you feel it? bro i feel it bro bro, bro. <laughs> I I didn't and it make sounded notes. like frat boy smoking oregano. I didn't make notes on that one. Not weed, oregano. <laughs> my eyes had rolled into the back of my head because I had rolled them too high. I was was dying. I was dying. But yeah. So then, so then 
Then Aaron we get gets Aaron, scratched. Which and, I want to say, Nick and Zach are like, bro, bro. And Aaron's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel something. <laughs> it was very cute. And so, sorry. Um, then they, they show the scratches on Aaron's calf. And what's interesting is Zach points out, like, and you could see a third one starting. And I'm like, okay, I see a little bit of something. But then I'm looking more carefully, and you it's actually see the scratch getting longer, which is creepy as fuck. Yeah, I was I was not stoked about that. Which And Aaron's like, it's burning, it's burning. So he keeps going, and Zach's like, Aaron, stop saying it's burning. Stop saying it's shaking. They can hear you. And I'm like... Oh, right. <laughs> so, at this... And this is the last time Zach makes sense throughout the entire thing. Oh, but this is also <laughs> when Kim leans over to me and she's like, do you see him? Like, they can hear you. And she puts her hand on my shoulder, but I'm taking notes, so I don't respond. And then after a second, when I finish, I lean over and I touch her hand. I'm like, yeah, I love you too. Um, I'm sorry I didn't respond. And she's like, what? I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, you put your hand on my shoulder, and you're like, all right, I hear you. And you're like, then Kim's like, I didn't touch you. And I'm like, you totally did. And Kim's freaking out. In my notes I have has, and this is when Sam's delayed reaction time made me think my apartment was haunted. In my defense, I wanted to write down what I was writing before I forgot what I was saying. But what happened is, to me, like, there was a big break. Yeah, there was, like, because I was focused on what was going on, there was a big enough break that I forgot I did it, and it seemed like so long ago that when she responded, it sounded like I had just done it, Listen. and I'm like, I, I, I'm sitting here, like, we're on separate ends this of the couch. couch, we're not touching. Uh, to and be I'm clear, like, it was not that long ago, my arm still felt warmth, like human warmth, which is what I normally don't feel because I'm cold all the time, so like, it couldn't have been that long. <laughs> but it felt like long to me. Kim had gone back into the show. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you talking about? So yeah, so it made me think my apartment was haunted, it was great. Yeah. But anyway, before I freak Kim out, they get a breathing on camera as Zach says he feels something come around him. And this is where things get weird. Zach starts screaming, something's inside me or something. There's tears coming down my face. And then Zach's like, this is the first time. And me and Kim stop. And we're like, oh, it is the first time. Ladies, gentlemen, and all in between. <laughs> this is the first time yeah, Zach Backens gets possessed. Baggins. Remember, because Bagginses are hobbits. <laughs> Frodo Baggins <laughs> gets possessed. <laughs> Zach has the ring! No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, because I'm sitting here, I'm side-eyeing so hard, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, it's the first time. And then I realize, actually, it is the first time I'm so excited, y'all. Because last time, last episode, I thought it was going to be the first time when they're like, yeah, sometimes people's faces seem to change. I was like, possession, possession. But it wasn't. It wasn't a possession that time. Yeah, so... And... Zach just looks... Now, I joked about it, like, oh my god, you sound like fat boys. High on oregano. This is where things get... get not oregano. 
he looked legitimately high. Because he's just so totally spacey. He wanders off after he has his, like, I feel like something inside me, I'm crying. And when they find him, he's in Anna's room, sitting in a chair that I don't think was there earlier, but whatever. And he just looks so blissed out. Yeah, and that, like, that this, was like, not a weed high. He looks has this weird, creepy smile, and we hear humming, and it's not coming from Zach. And they don't mention the humming. No, which is kind of the worst part, because normally they mention something, and it doesn't look, it doesn't sound like it's Zach, and it doesn't look like it's Zach. Um, he doesn't talk over it, so it's hard to tell, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like Zach. It sounds like high pitch, so it doesn't sound like it him. It sounds like a lady. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he's humming. Like, his facial position isn't one that you would make if you're humming. Yeah, but since he's not talking over it, you know, you can't be like, well, that's definitely not him. It is creepy as all hell. So, then, like, he talks about the flowers, right? Yes. So, um... He, he asks them to bring the flowers to Anna's room because that's where she wants them. And this is actually after he says that they shouldn't get in, they shouldn't go into the basement because they'll get hurt and that Anna's room is safe. And then he laughs! Like, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. Like, and not like a, like a weird giggly laugh. Yeah, it's, um, uncharacteristic to say the least. And combined with, like, his glassy, like, really... Like, his face is weirdly relaxed, but he's also smiling, but, like... It's, it's, it's really creepy. It's unnatural, is what it is. <laughs> it's it's really creepy. Um, oh, and at this point, Zach won't leave Anna's room. Right, so Nick goes downstairs to the basement to get the flowers. And at this point, as he's going downstairs, they apparently hear cooking. And he goes... Or he, they hear, like, a, a staticky sound. He goes, oh, what's that? You cooking? I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. But... Either way, we get this lovely, like, Blair Witch-esque footage as he's going into the basement, because it's just him, and he's holding the camera, and he finds the flowers, and you see him with shaky cam grabbing the flowers, and then turning around, and he grabs the flowers, and he gets pinched in the ass. I don't, I think it's actually the leg. Oh, okay. Um, I think in my head, I'm just like, it's totally, it was totally his ass, because that... Because that would be funnier. Yes. (laughs) Um, but... I think in the kitchen they also get, or as he's leaving the kitchen, they also get a, like, hey, in his recorder. And then when he gets pinched, I forget what he asks about it, but there's, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm missing the best part. So they cut to Zach, and he's standing in the doorway to Anna's room, and it looks like Aaron is, like, right outside, but he, again, won't leave the room. And Aaron looks totally creeped out. Yes, he's not having a good day, sweet baby boy. And Zach turns back into the room, says something, waits for a response, and he's doing, like, active listening, nodding, right? Then says something else, waits again for another response, and then turns to Aaron and says, I think she's talking to me. (sighs) And then that's when we cut back to Nick getting his leg pinched, and they get an, an, an interesting EVP. And he gets never again EVP. Yes. Which sounds like a dude. It does. That one is so clear. Even I'm like, oh shit, that says never again. But yeah, so then we cut back to Aaron and Aaron's just like, dude, he's really creeping me out. Because Aaron, uh, not Aaron, Zach is in the background singing. 
Oh, no, that's that's after. Because when Nick comes up the stairs, Zach is at the top and he takes the flowers from him, puts them in Anna's room, calls her sweetie in, like, the kindest, nicest voice. Remember how when he was talking to, like, that little girl in that one episode, um... We were like, that's not a nice voice. That's not a voice you use for nice people. This was an actually nice voice that you use for nice people. He calls her sweetie and then walks away fucking singing. And Aaron's just like, he's really creeping me out. And I'm like, to be honest, Zach singing creeps me out too. I, I, I was similarly creeped out. But honestly, I, I couldn't even get enough words of the song to look it up. And uh, uh, no offense, Zach. I don't think you're that great a singer when you're possessed, at least. I could not make out what you were singing. It didn't sound recent, if you know what I mean. But yeah. So then we finally end and we come back to my favorite. So they hadn't done this in a while and I missed it, but Aaron coming out and turning on the static camera that was outside of the location. Turning off. Turning off, sorry. And he just looks, he looks at the camera, he's just like, you know when someone has that look of what the fuck just happened? He exhales and shakes his head in a very like, you don't even know. And turns off the camera. It's good. If they had ended the episode there, I would have been happy. But then they go into the analysis, which wasn't that bad. Like, they show Gloria what they caught. Um, Zach has a new hat, y'all. Zach has a new hat, and it's not a bowler, that weird bowler's fedora thing. It's actually quite a nice hat. It's like a baseball cap. It's still too low. He still, like, has to crane his head up to see past but it. at least now it's a hat that that makes sense for. For certain values of making sense, he could just put it up a little higher. Anyway. So, but that ruins the aesthetic. Yes. So. Um, Nick, so they're talking about it and their experience, and Nick goes, I think we are getting to the truth, and that's why we kept getting all this. And I'm just like, okay, Nick, just okay. But, like, that's the whole thing. They seem to have set up this episode around, like, Oh, there's an unsolved murder, and, like, we're gonna ghost solve it? Yeah, and then they're like, oh my god, we need to go back! We got a lot of great stuff, we need to go back! And in my head, I just hear Ron Howard going, they did not go back. Zach does say that he think he, he thinks he got possessed, and, like, I'm here like, you think? Oh yeah, that was creepy, because, like I said, Zach's not that good an actor. And he was almost childlike in his, like, relaxment and glee. And just, like, his eyes were so big. Yeah. So, I, they were so big. It was really creepy. And that was Preston Castle. His eyes were so big. So, final thoughts? Um, I'm not a fan of possession. No one is. Um... It's not better when it's a kindly murdered woman rather than, like, potentially a demon. But again, we don't know. But he also did fucking ask for it. True. Yeah, so, like, even on the, like, it was a creepy episode, but, like, in terms of evidence, like, other than the mist thing, it's like, meh. (sighs) The interviews were fine because Gloria. 
Yeah, the interviews are also kind of disjointed. Yeah. But that's something that we saw in the last episode as well, um, where they jump back from person to person. And it doesn't ever work as well as it did in the Riddle House, where they had the medium and the um, docent, and they were going back and forth there. I guess overall I'd give it like a B minus. Yeah, like it passes. It... It, again, felt like it ran really long. And we didn't take breaks in this one, so. I didn't feel like it ran that long. It wasn't, it didn't feel nearly as bad as Edinburgh. No, no, nowhere near as bad as it. No, like, it actually moved pretty well. Like, it didn't feel like it took forever. It just felt longer than 44 minutes, which it's not. All right, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's Rustic Castle. And uh, next week we'll have season two, episode two of Ghost Adventures. Yes, which is Castillo de San Marco. The Castillo de San Marcos was built in 1600s by Spanish settlers in St. Augustine, Florida, the oldest city in America. More than 300 years later, the fort is still defended by the spirits of soldiers and haunted by prisoners that once were locked inside. Yay, St. Augustine. Going to Florida! We're not taking a side trip. We're not. We can't afford that shit. No. And if you want to find us other places, uh, we do have a Twitter, SRFT podcast on Twitter. Stop running from this. Uh, We are also stop running from this podcast on Instagram. Where you can see, uh, hopefully you've already seen one of Kim's vacation pictures. (laughs) Relevant to last week's episode. Yes. And that was um, one of the teamer ones. Go to Italy, y'all. That technically was in Austria. Go to Austria, (laughs) y'all. Go to a place that has been Austria and Italy at separate times. Go to Innsbruck. Go to the Tyrolean Folk Art Museum. It's a trip. We also have a email, which is stop running from this podcast at At gmail.com. We haven't mentioned it in a while, but it does exist. Please send us comments, questions, suggestions. Or just tell us that you love us. Yeah, compliments. We love compliments. Speaking of compliments, you should also rate and review us on iTunes. That helps a lot, and we really appreciate it. You can also find us on Spotify, and theoretically wherever you can find a podcast. In theory. You can also find us on our website, which is stoprunningfromthis.blueberry.net. It took me like 15 times to figure out how to spell blueberry, not gonna lie. So That's a good point. It is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. And if you think for some reason it's Blurberry, that's a fake website. That's that's definitely malware. <laughs> our site's also linked in our bios on our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so don't be me. Don't just think you know it because you say it once a week, or Kim says it once a week. <laughs> um, use the links. If you do go to our website, it's still under construction, but all of our episodes are there. Yeah. So you can find us there. You can download them and listen to them anywhere you want. You can tell all your friends yes. to listen to our podcast. You can tell all your friends, and then you can rate and review us on iTunes, and then you can send us lovely, glowing emails saying how much you love us. No hate mail, please. No. When I say I'm sensitive, I mean it. I can't afford therapy, please. That's this episode. Join us next week, same bat time, same bat channel, for Castillo de San Marcos. My yes. mom would kill me if she heard that accent there. It was better than mine. Erin has told me I speak Spanish with a French accent. I believe it. Alright, 
Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye! Are you sure you're not thinking of Dickens? (laughs) Is this not the same thing? No! On so many counts! (laughs) 